0: Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Esther, chapter 8. That same day King Xerxes gave Queen Esther the estate of Haman, the enemy of the Jews, and Mordecai came into the presence of the king, for Esther had told how he was related to her. The king took off his signet ring which he had reclaimed from Haman, and he presented it to Mordecai, and Esther appointed him over Haman's estate. Esther again pleaded with the king, falling at his feet and weeping. She begged him to put an end to the evil plan of Haman the Agagite, which he had devised against the Jews. Then the king extended the gold scepter to Esther, and she arose and stood before him. "'If it pleases the king,' she said, And if he regards me with favor, and thinks it is the right thing to do, and if he's pleased with me, let an order be written overruling the dispatches that Haman, the son of Hamaditha, the Agagite, devised and wrote to destroy the Jews and all of the king's provinces. For how can I bear to see disaster fall on my people? How can I bear to see the destruction of my family? King Xerxes then replied to Queen Esther and to Mordecai, the Jew. Because Haman attacked the Jews, I have given his estate to Esther, and they have impaled him on the pole he set up. Now write another decree in the king's name in behalf of the Jews, as seems best to you, and seal it with the king's signet ring, for no document written in the king's name and sealed with his ring can be revoked. At once, the royal secretaries were summoned, on the 23rd day of the third month, the month of Sivan. They wrote out all of Mordecai's orders to the Jews, and to the satraps, governors, and nobles of the 127 provinces, stretching from India to Kush. These orders were written in the script of each province, and the language of each people, and also to the Jews in their own script and language. Mordecai wrote in the name of King Xerxes, sealed the dispatches with the king's signet ring, and sent them by mounted couriers who rode fast horses, especially bred for the king. The king's edict granted the Jews in every city the right to assemble and protect themselves, to destroy, kill, and annihilate the armed men of any nationality or province who might attack them and their women and children and to plunder the property of their enemies. The day appointed for the Jews to do this in all the provinces of King Xerxes was the thirteenth day of the twelfth month, the month of Adar. A copy of the text of the edict was to be issued as law in every province and made known to the people of every nationality, so that the Jews would be ready on that day to avenge themselves on their enemies." The couriers, riding the royal horses, went out, spurred on by the king's command, and the edict was issued in the citadel of Susa. When Mordecai left the king's presence, he was wearing royal garments of blue and white, a large crown of gold, and a purple robe of fine linen, and the city of Susa held a joyous celebration. For the Jews, it was a time of happiness and joy and gladness and honor. In every province and in every city to which the edict of the king came, there was joy and gladness among the Jews, with feasting and celebrating. And many people of other nationalities became Jews because fear of the Jews had seized them. And so we have the residual effects of Haman's law that had gone out. Esther now comes to the king and on behalf of the Jewish people, trying to revoke Haman's law. But that was not possible. They couldn't void Haman's law. But another law could be passed to counteract the effects of Haman's law. So we start the chapter with King Xerxes giving Queen Esther the estate of Haman and everything that he owned. And then Esther introduced Mordecai to the king and told that he was her relative. The king then took off his signet ring which was the symbol of his office, which he had reclaimed from Haman, and he gave it to Mordecai. So Mordecai was essentially being designated as the number two guy in the kingdom. And uh, Esther then put Mordecai in charge of Haman's old estate. Esther pleaded with the king and said, um, let an order be written overruling the dispatches of Haman. And um, uh, the king replied to Esther and to Mordecai, I can't. Because of the law of Persia, that the law has already gone out and been sealed with my seal, therefore you can write another decree in the king's name, on behalf of the Jews as it seems best to you, and seal it with the king's signet ring. So they wrote out um, orders for the Jews to be able to defend themselves when this um, attempt to annihilate them came, and the the orders were sent to all of the kingdom of Persia, one hundred twenty-seven provinces. Um, essentially 127 countries that they had conquered in every language to every people group in their own script, in their own language. And so Mordecai instructed them to defend themselves on the certain day. And not only that, but anybody that came against them, they could counterattack and take all of their possessions. And so the Jews were given not only the right to defend themselves, but it was announced to the entire Persian kingdom that they had the king's blessing to do so, and that anybody opposed, who opposed them was subject to suffer of the loss of all of their possessions to the Jews. And so for the Jews, this was a time of, the scripture says, a time of great happiness and joy and honor. They had been an obscure people under the Persian Empire. All of a sudden, with Esther as the queen of the empire and Mordecai as the number two leader... And uh, and then this royal edict being issued to the kingdom, they were in great favor. And interestingly, the Bible says that many other people uh, from different nationalities decided to become Jews. This um, resulted in so much favor for the Jews resting on them that other people said, hey, I, I want to be a Jew, too. I want to be a, a favored member of the Persian kingdom like the Jews are. So just an amazing, amazing turn of events And um, it all goes back to Esther being faithful to the Lord, being faithful to her people, being willing at the potential cost of her own life to stand up and and tell the king what was going on and to oppose Haman and Haman's uh, wicked laws. It goes back to Esther and faithful Mordecai as well. Mordecai who refused to, to bow in worship to Haman and opposed him publicly and then was seen in sackcloth and ashes. And although the name of God is not mentioned in the text, he was obviously praying. And then Esther and her uh, maids went on the three-day fast and were able to obtain favor with the king and have Haman delivered to his own gallows that he had prepared for Mordecai. Just an amazing, amazing turn of events. you got to love this, friends. As I said, if it was an, a play, this thing playing out would be fascinating. But the fact that it really happened on a global stage that all of the conquered um, Persian Empire was privy to these details in real time. It's an amazing thing in the annals of history, this whole story playing out. Lord, we appreciate um, Queen Esther. We appreciate that she stood for you when her time came. We appreciate the favor you gave her with the Persian king uh, Xerxes or Ahasuerus. What an amazing, amazing god you are. To deliver your people in times of trouble. Thank you, Lord, for granting them deliverance and favor and victory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends.